This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 132. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined, wait for it, by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. I bet no one was expecting that. No one was expecting that. This is a that. surprise today. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Lisa, this is a Color Pencil Podcast, where we discuss tips, techniques, tools, and anything and everything around the Color Pencil Artist every single week. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? Today we are going over our gift ideas for colored pencil artists. I know a lot of people are going to be buying Christmas presents. That's this right. This helpful. is like the third show, Lisa, I think it is. I think it's the third show that we've done. We do this every year so since we've been doing the podcast, so this is exciting. I love this show. I love talking about all these these products. One of the things that I love is that John and I both wrote down our our list, our Christmas list, and how many of them are the exact same as each other. Apparently, we all want the same thing. So I'm right. going to guess that a lot of you guys listening are going to want this, too. You can just send this podcast over to those who may be shopping for you and tell them yeah. these are the things you want. Yeah, just print it out. Say, here it is. <laughs> So the first thing on our list was actually we both John and I had this on our list. So, you know, it must be good when we both put it as number one is a That's subscription right. to the colored pencil magazine. This is my favorite. It's actually the only artist magazine that I currently subscribe to. I love this magazine. They have tips for colored pencils. They'll have tutorials, product reviews, uh, the artist highlights, a lot of stuff that just inspires you to want to go draw. Yeah, they have the sketchbook portion in the magazine as well, and that's a that's really a neat, fun little place because it's like different little products and tips, and often those things are free right in there and just a lot of little things right in that one area packed with a lot of good information, though. Here's the cool thing, though, about the magazine. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very inspiring, and they have monthly challenges, and you can win some really cool gifts. Actually, you can be involved if you want to be involved in any way. You can be involved weekly. You can post your artwork on the Facebook page, and that's where they actually scout for the gallery section in the magazine. It's a really cool thing yeah, to get involved Yeah, just look up Colored with. Pencil Magazine over yeah. on Facebook, and we'll have a link to that in the, the show notes Absolutely. as well so you can find them. So let me give you an idea of how exciting this is with regard to uh, sponsorships that they have in the magazine. So there's a lot of giveaways that go on throughout the year. In 2017 alone, they gave away over $26,000 in prizes. That was from the help of their sponsors. So it's really a cool magazine. If you haven't checked it out and you're not subscribed to it, I don't know why you've waited this long. So go ahead and subscribe. Yeah, even me who doesn't read magazines. I'm subscribed, so I, I definitely can say it's a, it's a must-have. All right, next on our list, we've got sharpeners, and I've got a couple here that I really use quite a bit, and that is the Carl Angel 5 
pencil sharpener and it's a helical type of sharpener. It gives you a really nice long point on it. And also the Derwent Super Point is another manual helical pencil sharpener. And I actually like that one a little bit better. But if you have a pencil that is prone to breaking a little bit, if, if you have something that's a little more softer lead, then you'll want to use the Carl Angel 5 because it's not quite as long a point as the the Derwent Super Point, but both really, really good. I had another little, little tiny portable sharpener, and I can't remember what the name of that one is, but if I find that, I'll put that in the show notes. It's just a gold bolt. I think it's called something like a bullet, but I tried looking it up a moment ago and I couldn't find it quickly, but I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But it's, it's a little handheld thing and it's just very, very sturdy, very solid. And really nice to have with you when you're out and about or, you know, it's very portable. I'm sitting here looking at what you've added. I'm like, ooh, adding that to my shopping list on Amazon. I don't have that sharpener yet. Apparently, I want that on my wish list now. I've also got some sharpeners that I really like. This year, I got the Exacto School Pro sharpener. Now, this thing's a bit of a monster. It's kind of big, but it's got the biggest shavings collector bin. I mm, hardly ever cool. have to dump it. And I am lazy, like really lazy. So this is important to me. My smaller handheld sharpeners, which I like, but I'm having to dump those out a lot more often. With this, oh my gosh, I can sharpen, you know, I can go through several projects before I have to even think about sharpening this thing. And it does sharpen to a nice point. I am finding, I've been using it enough. I'm not sure if I haven't been running the graphite through it enough or what, but it seems like it's not I'm having to push harder and harder to get it to sharpen pencils. But you, I believe on that one, you can change the blades too. So that's not even a big deal. But yeah, that sharpener cool. has been my absolute favorite. Now, that one is one that you have to plug into a wall. So it's not really going to be convenient to take with you to art classes or if you're out at a park or yeah. such. But it is one of those standards that I just leave on my desk all the time. I love that thing. And that one wasn't expensive. It was under $25 on Amazon. So I think it was definitely worth the cost there. I also would say, which works really well for stocking stuffers, sharpeners. Colored pencil artists are always losing our small sharpeners. I have a lot of little handheld coom sharpeners that I love. And I lose them constantly. I'm always replacing them, but they're only a dollar or two. So when they turn back up, Someday they'll turn up again, and I still have that many more sharpeners. They're not expensive, but these are nice to put into any type of small sharpener that you can put into a stocking. It's great because it's something that every single pencil artist is going to appreciate because we always need them. Right. So the next thing I've got on my list, Derwent Pro Color colored pencils. Those are new this year, so a lot of people don't have them yet. And we have reviewed them here on Mm -hmm. the podcast. There are about half of the pencils are not light fast, but the half that are, oh my gosh, they're wonderful. I love them. I love the colors they come in. They blend and layer. They, They just work really well for the techniques that I use. So I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of those pencils. So that would be one. And you can even, if you don't want to get a full set for somebody as a because I know, you know, that can add up, maybe a bit more pricey than you want to invest in. You can also do three to five, you know, just a small handful of individual pencils. Because if you go to dickblick.com or jerryzartorama.com, any of those websites, you can buy these pencils individually. So you can get just a handful of pencils. So maybe the artist that you're giving them to hasn't tried them yet. Give them, you know, five of them. Something to try that they can mix in with their other pencils. So it's not like they can only do a project with those or that they, you know, any other brand they're going to work well 
bow with. But you can also do that little handful and just put a nice little bow on on the small set and it'll look really cute. Great idea. And actually that show was 112. If you want to listen to Lisa and I talk about the Pro Color line when it first came out, we talked about that in show 112. All right, so let me talk then, and those are really nice pencils. I, I love those. Let me talk for just a moment then about some colored pencils that I think you absolutely need to have. If you don't have these yet, now's the time to do it. So if you're going to hand over a, a colored pencil dream list to somebody in a gift list, then if you don't have a set of the Karen Dosh Luminance pencils, now's the time to get those. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're not buying them, you know, if someone else is paying <laughs> for them. And they've dropped in price a lot lately. Yeah, they have. And yeah, they, they crop up more and more as being a lot lower, that lower price. They go on sale quite a bit more than they have in the past as well. Yeah, they I've used to be, you couldn't get them for under 315 mm-hmm. for the full set. And now I've seen them as low as 240. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any better deals, but I, I was no, not better pretty than shocked. That, That's but... a big discount. Yeah, it wasn't all that long ago. I sent, I saw them for, I guess it was around that price. And it was one of the lowest prices that I'd seen in a long time. And I sent, I quickly dashed off an email to everybody on my list to let them know that they were out there. And then they disappeared just like that. Oh, no. they, just, they went so quick. But anyway, that, I mean, if you're worried about light, fast issues at all, then once you get these, you never have to worry about that again because they're the highest in light, fast ratings. Yeah, every single pencil really in nice. that set. Yep. is totally light fast. Absolutely. So while we're on pencils then, let me, and while we're talking about Karen Dosh, let me just mention another product that they have that I really like, and I've used it for large backgrounds and things like that, and that is the Neocolor 2 Artist Crayons. Those are so nice. They're so rich and creamy. They're fun. They're a real fun thing to, to use, and they're very light fast as well. There is ratings on the light fast on the light fastness of of these uh, crayons but if you've not used these i mean you're in for a real treat uh you feel like a little kid again a little bit (laughs) but you know they blend with water so they're really nice with that and they're just just something about them they're so rich and creamy and just a lot of fun to use yeah sticking with karen dosh another one i love and, and it's funny because i never bought them before because i wasn't a huge fan when i tested them out but since using powder blender i love the karen dosh pavlos those ones i don't have a full set and i don't like them for my technique when i'm blending with odorless mineral spirits and such i am not a fan but on sanded paper with powder blender for final details, I don't use them with powder blender. They don't, they're they're too waxy, so they don't blend well with that. But for those final details, I can get such beautifully crisp lines with those. I love them. I actually just ordered can, a pack yeah. of a whole box of 12 of the white from Dick Blake just the other day because I go through those ones much faster. But yeah, those ones, even though I only have a handful of them, those handful I have that I use for those tighter details, I really, really like those. I love some of the colors that, that they have in that line as well. Now, the other thing weird about that line, or different, I guess, is sometimes the intensity of the the hardness or softness of the pencil can vary from color to color as well, quite a bit more so than I've seen in in some of the other lines. But yeah, they're such a good pencil, though. I love them. That kind of leads us right into Powder Blender, being that we already talked about it. That's on both of our list. Powder Blender, most of you have heard us talk about this several times. It's another way to blend colored pencil. You're going to work on either gessoed or sanded paper. And it gives the colored pencil, when you're blending, it's more, I want to say kind of like pastels, but not as messy, I guess. Soft pastels. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're so, so nice. It takes a little getting used to if you've 
you've never used them before, you may feel like, oh my gosh, this is, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Once you've done a few projects and you figure out where to spray your texture fixative and blend on top, it makes drawing and colored pencil, you can do really large pieces very, very quickly, which for me is really nice because I'm always looking for ways to save time. Yeah, it feels like a new lease on life. I got to be honest, working on this current commission, it's it's a little bit larger than what I'm used to doing. And I feel like that I'm invincible. Like I can make a mistake and I can yes. I can get rid of it. <laughs> That's you can the fix thing I anything. love about you it. You never, because yeah. of the way that the texture fixative works, you never hit a point where you can't add more layers ever. Yeah. 70 yeah. layers in, you can keep adding layers. You just spray your texture fixative and then keep going. Well, and you can just completely correct something if uh-huh. you mess up. So it's, I don't know, it's really good stuff. If it you've is. not tried it, it yet, it's a small, small investment. Go ahead and grab that. So we hinted about it, or no, I guess we talked about it directly, and so let's go ahead and talk about this one next, and that is sanded paper. So traditionally, this was a type of surface that was made for pastel artists, but you know how colored pencil artists are. We adopt everything that other mediums have, and it works so well with colored pencil. I've tried several different types of sanded paper. I lean towards the UART sanded paper, and I like the 800 grit. I've tried 600, and I tried some of the, did some tests on some of the uh, larger grades as well, where you have bigger granules and larger separations between the granules. And I, I just don't care for those as much for what I'm doing, but I really like the 800 quite a bit. You can get so much detail in an 800 grade. Which brand do you like with the sanded paper? I like the UART. I'm, yeah. I've been liking that one more than the Fisher 400. Really? Yeah, when I when when I use the Fisher 4, I mean it's good. It's a good paper. I just I I feel like I can get more detail with the uh, UART. And here's the other thing that I think is kind of cool about what UART has done. They've also come out with a dark premium paper as well. So it's a it's a black. It's like a charcoal kind of color, really. And now they mount all of these on, on a mounted board, which is really nice, too, this archival board. And I prefer using that. You can start, though, if you're kind of not, you know, sure about this, just get a trial pack. And the grades come from 240 all the way to 870, which is extremely fine grade. But you can just, you know, kind of test on that and see if you think this is something you want to do a larger project on. And if you do, then I would recommend really getting the boards. And what I've done is I've cut, you know, taken a Zacto knife and just cut some of those into smaller boards for my projects. But yeah, the mounted boards are so nice. Yeah, I buy them pre-mounted. I go through proartpanels.com and I get, they now carry the UART mounted there too. But I, Fisher 400 has always been my favorite. I used UART 500 once, but it turned out the batch I was using was defective. I was able to work on it, but it had some texture I didn't like. They did replace that for me. So I was really happy with the company, how quickly they took care of that for me. They knew it was a problem. They, they, They didn't even need my receipt or anything like that. They wanted to know where and when I purchased it because they... For their own records. But yeah, I I did like the UART 500 working on it other than the texture that, like I was saying, was defective. I haven't used it since, but I know that ProArt Panels now sells that one mounted as well. It's definitely easier to work on mounted versus having to tape it down to your, your board yeah, or your drawing yeah. board. And then you don't have to worry about it bending. So if you're using like the powder blender products, that is non-flexible. So you want to keep that on a rigid support anyway that you're not worrying about it bending or rolling so the mounted boards, oh, I love those. And they, I always get packages, big sets for, for like five sheets of the pre-mounted stuff from UART. 
and or I'm sorry, from Pro Art Panels. And the nice thing with that is a pack of five, I don't know, I felt like it lasts you a decent amount of time. Yeah. It's, colored pencils is slow enough medium because you look at the prices sometimes and go, that's a lot of money for five sheets of paper. But when you consider how long we spend on colored pencil with mm-hmm. all the detailing, I it, it the value is worth it to me. Yeah, and you just feel like, hey, I'm I'm doing this on something that is so nice. I mean, you, you'll enjoy working on it. I feel like. Yeah, I should say also though, Lisa, that the pro art panels I have bought from there, but uh, with you art, you can purchase the mounted boards even like on Dick Blick or oh, any really? place like that. Yeah, so oh, that's I'm kind have of to a, try some a of good those. option. Yes, I yeah. will be adding that to my wish list. Yeah, it sure. just makes it easy. You just buy it right there. So. The next on the list, this is something that I am currently obsessed with beautifying things in my studio. And one of my favorite things I've recently started doing is using mason jars. I got them to take photographs for another project and then realized, wow, all my pencils look really pretty in here. While this is not where I store all my pencils, I have my my extras, which I have a lot of, or my backup when I replace one color that's getting low. I've been putting them in mason jars. And you can get a mason jar and put those inside of a wood crate or a pretty decorative wood box, something like that. This makes for such a pretty display for those of you who are, you know, concerned about that sort of thing like I am. It makes for a very pretty way to store and display your colored pencils on your desk. Your basic mason jars, I think mine, I want to say they're 16 ounces, and then my pencils are in that and inside another box. It just looks so pretty on the desk, and it's really, really an easy way to organize everything. I've got nothing here. Okay, I don't, I'm not using mason <laughs> You're jars. You're not beautifying things. <laughs> I'm not beautifying things. All right. <laughs> No, it sounds like a great idea. Now, I don't keep all of my pencils in that pretty display, as pretty as it is, and it's actually a fairly inexpensive setup just to get a pretty crate box in those mason jars. But for my pencils, when they're not in use or I'm not worrying about storing all my extras, I store those in pastel boxes. You can get these wood three-drawer, I think they sell smaller ones too, two-drawer boxes, but I use the three-drawer pastel boxes. And these hold, I take the foam out. Most of them come with foam. I just take that out. They hold your colored pencils so nicely. You just pull out the drawer. So I have them all organized by color. And I have a different box for each type. So one for my polychromos, one for my luminance, another for the Prismacolor. That one's not been opened in a while. But I mean, I have boxes for all of these. And that's a really nice, easy way to store. Not as pretty as the mason jars, but they're fairly inexpensive. They're usually under $30 at Dick Blake or Jerry's Artorama. I think you can even get those at Amazon if you just look for three drawer pastel box. Yeah, those are so nice. My daughter actually organized all my pencils and put them all in the in the drawers, which made it really nice. But I tell you what, and they're very organized now, but I would love it if somehow they were clear or something. <laughs> I just don't yeah. like not seeing them, you know. But yeah, they're they're so nice and just a great way to store your and pencils. And they look pretty nice too. They're not as pretty they as look the mason jars, nice. but they do they look nice, they look clean and they stack. I've yeah. got all mine stacked up on top of each other, so they're just very convenient. Yeah, and your pencils are not getting dust all over them or anything like that, which is yeah. nice. I love them. All right, so let me mention very quickly then if you're you know looking for something, I think a good way to if you're looking for something to draw on on the go or you know maybe you're for the holidays you're going over to family's house or something you're not going to be hosting at your house or something like that maybe you're traveling I think it's a good time to take an art journal or a sketchbook with you. And one of the sketchbooks that I purchased recently was from Handbook. And this this particular journal, well, it's actually a, a sketch journal, I guess. It's so nice. It has watercolor type of paper, but it is, it must be hot pressed because it's, 
it's very fine tooth on it got a very fine tooth on it and then at the very back it's got this little see-through pocket that you can store things in there in the back of it another paper that i would like to mention though really quickly is a strathmore illustration board for wet media that is such a nice board i've started using that recently and it takes a lot of layers of pencil and it has such a nice finish on it, a real fine tooth. It does have a tooth, but it's very fine and it's more random. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have this uniform pattern on it, but I think you would really like it if you're into using a thicker type of board type paper. So give that a shot and uh, see what you think about it. You know, it, with the sketchbooks too, one of the things that you can do if you just want to present somebody with something that's a little bit more simple, doesn't cost an arm and a leg, but looks really nice and they can immediately get started working is that just a sketchbook with those handful of pencils we were talking about just get them a few pencils that maybe they don't have that brown tie a ribbon around all of Mm -hmm. it it's a beautiful gift and something they can immediately start playing with which is just a really fun thing to give to an artist i think so next on my list and it kind of goes along with the sketchbook thing i mean if you if you're looking for something that the artist can take with them that they can do quick sketches and such on graffy tint and ink tints now i know these are not Mm, colored pencils but oh they're most colored pencil artists have fun with them they're not colored pencils but yes they are (laughs) they're not (laughs) i say they are (laughs) you are wrong um if they were colored pencils they'd be called colored pencils they're not they're called graphy tint and ink tints i just called them colored pencils or colored pencils i can call the wall the floor but that doesn't mean that it's the floor the wall is the floor (laughs) anyway The Gravity Tint and Ink Tints, though, they are so much fun, and they're not terribly expensive. You can get these on Amazon for... I don't even remember the price. It, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Bonus, a lot of the tins are starting to be released with my artwork on the front of the Derwent Ink Tints now. So you may get a bit of my artwork along with it. Have we talked about that on the I show here? I think we I don't know have. if we did. But anyway, I just want to say congratulations. That Thanks. is awesome. That is I'm so, so cool. I'm so excited. I know. I'm excited that, that you're on there. That yeah, people really are starting awesome. to see them. I've had some people taking photos of them from art supply That's stores cool. where they were shopping and the, the new tins are out in some of these stores now. So Yeah, I'll have to check. I haven't... I haven't, uh, last time I was in the store, I didn't see And the nice thing uh, with the, the ink tents, too, you can get a set of 12, and honestly, that is definitely enough to get started with because of the way oh, that the yeah. colors mix and blend. It's a little bit different than colored pencil because they're different mediums, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> the way that they blend with water, they're really nice. And to go with that, if you're getting it for somebody who's going to be on the go and out sketching in the sketchbooks that Sean suggested, which are watercolor sketchbooks, so that's perfect, then you may want to get them. I know Derwent sells these water brushes that you can just fill with water mm-hmm. and use those to add the water to your work. And those are really nice, too, especially if you're out yeah. sitting in a park or just out somewhere where yeah. you don't have access to bring a water well with you. Those are really, really nice. That's a good stocking stuffer right there. And you can yeah. even pick those up at a craft store if it's is somebody that may be new to colored pencil if you're buying for somebody. But I, I got to say about the Inktense pencil line as well that, you know, these are so cool. I have used these for years and I use them primarily as a dry medium underneath even my colored pencil work, like a, a base coat layer, because I love the way these pencils lay down. If you're using like a grizz eye method on your colored pencil pieces, this is a good pencil to start with. And I love these pencils and I always have. And now they come in open stock in most of the stores that I go to. And that's really pretty cool, too, because now I don't have to, you know, buy an entire set or anything. There's so many good pencils now that are available in open stock at different art stores, but they're really cool. 
at least I don't know if you know about this, but recently I did talk to Derwent and I talked to them a little bit more about the Inktense rating for the Blue Wool rating that they're doing. And they tested these pencils again. Did you hear about that? Did you no. know about that? So what what they did, they sent me a chart and they said that, and this is kind of interesting, and I could include this in the show notes as well, but they... They give you the blue wool rating for the dry colored pencil and, of course, a color number, a color name. And then they also have, beside that, they did a a blue wool rating now that they said they didn't have this test done to this extent or something. I don't remember the language now. It's been a long time since we spoke. But that they did this, this rating and this test after a wet sample was applied, too. So after they applied water... And some kind of surprising results with that. Really? Yeah, because, yeah, very good. Oh, that's encouraging because there have been times I wanted to add ink tints over some of the water-soluble graphite and still be able to sell it where you just want that tint of color. You're going to like this, I think. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'll get this in the show notes. But so what happened was, you know, I, I love Excel. And so I just sliced and diced all these numbers quite a bit. But I took everything that was a six or higher on the blue wool and all of the dry, this is the 72 set line, all of the dry pencils came out to 42 pencils out of the 72. There's 42 that are a six or greater in light fastness. And then adding the water to the medium, and so you have a wet sample, in other words, the six or greater, we've got 49. So it actually improved... It improved the light fast rating. Yeah. That is really interesting. It is. Wow. And and so then what I did also then is I didn't let me look here. Yeah, so I, I just I I put in my formula to return, you know, if there is a greater than five. So that'd be six or more in the light fast rating than to return that number to me. And yeah, so I got a forty nine. So forty 49 out of 72, that's not bad at all. It's that actually beats some that other pencils. we've always been told they were all, you know, so terrible. Yeah, and that was very discouraging to me for a while. It was for me, too. I was worried about it yeah, because I have yeah. the red panda that I had done was done with those. Mm-hmm. It hasn't faded at all. It's been on my yeah. wall. Now it's behind UV glass, but it is on a, a wall that gets a decent amount of light. Not direct sunlight, but very bright light in that area. And oh, really? it hasn't yeah. faded at all. But you have it under under museum glass or some type of UV? Well, UV okay. protecting yeah. glass. The cheapest UV that they had it at, at Hobby Lobby. Okay, well, I mean, it's uh, probably close to museum. I'm not sure, though. But yeah, I mean, if you treat these things well, and if you're, you know, preparing them properly, then yeah, it's go- it's going to make a difference. But I'm really encouraged by these numbers. Yeah, I'm uh, really glad to hear that. Because the last time, yeah. when I had talked to them last about that, they said they really didn't have a way to test that. They hadn't done that yet with them being wet. But that is very, mm, very mm-hmm. good to hear. Because I've yeah. heard so much negative, but I've never experienced it myself. But of course... I'm not putting my work in direct sunlight and the one right. that's well, on the wall is behind UV glass. And maybe I just use colors that were light fast. That's also possible. So, yeah. I, but yeah. I haven't seen any fading. Now, to be fair, it's only been a few years. So that's not, not a good indication. But some of the results that I had heard people talking about saying, you know, within months they faded. And I've, I've not experienced that yet myself. So it'll be interesting to see over time how these hold up. Yeah, yeah. So I th- I think this is a, a pretty valuable spreadsheet that I've created here because I, I took their information and then I just added some of this information that I think concerns us of yeah. if it's a six or greater. I'm not concerned if 
you know, if it is a dry medium and then it improved in its light fastness, but it only improved up to a five. I, you know, I don't I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. Or if it degraded it and it degraded lower than a six, you know, as low as a five or or less, then I don't care about that. You know, I don't care about that either. So all I'm looking at is the the light fast pencils, whether they were affected by them being dry or wet and that's what that's the end result that well, that, that mattered to me. That is great to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll make that available in the show notes. Okay, the next thing I want to mention is the Icarus drawing board. So they have actually the artist that invented this board. She's a colored pencil artist. She's an inventor of the board, Esther Roy, and we did interview her here on the podcast and I don't know what the show is on that, but we'll have that linked up in the show notes for you. So awesome interview very good interview with her but the board actually heats up and so one of the things that helps to break down the pigment and the binders in colored pencil is adding heat and so if you have direct heat to your project and that's what this is doing is it's heating it on the surface underneath so you're placing your paper or whatever it is you're working on on top of this Icarus board and then you have a, a, a heater underneath that on that board, and you can control it with this uh, sort of a dimmer switch over on the side. And uh, she's got a couple of different, a few different boards that uh, she sells. So we'll have her website ho- hooked up there in the show notes. And I just, th- that, you know, I've used it quite a bit now. I'm not proficient at it, but there's so many pencil, color pencil artists who are, and they get pieces done so quickly on it. So I just need to spend a little more time working on it. Yeah, and that's uh, going to be more useful for cool. those of you who are using wax-based pencils primarily. Yeah, it is for wax-based pencils, and I think she spells that out pretty pretty uh, deliberately. Even Yeah, right there on the front of her page, when a wax-based medium is exposed to heat, she says that specifically right there. So Now, here's an item that you might not think is that exciting, but archival pH neutral artist tape. It's a masking tape, but it's actually pH neutral. So you guys see me. I don't know about you, but there's nothing that gets me jazzed up more than talking about tape. I know. It doesn't (laughs) sound exciting, but it's fairly inexpensive for how useful it is. Most artists end up, I know, well, most, I guess not everybody, but a lot of us tape down our work as we work. And so going with a pH neutral is a much safer way to go. And the other thing I like is it tends to be a little bit more low tack than your typical masking tape. So it's not as prone to ripping. Now I have had times where I left a a drawing taped to a board for months because I just left it stored on the board I had originally been drawing on. And I did have a little bit where it wanted to adhere to that paper more. So, you know, use common sense. You still don't want to leave this on your board for months like I did. But overall, it's lower tack than regular masking tape. And then again, you're back to that pH neutral. And the one that I get, it's black. You can get it. I've seen it on Amazon. I've seen it at Jerry's. I mean, most art supply stores online anyway, I've seen it seen it available that but really really useful and one of those things i go through a lot of yeah that's a good one and yeah when you've ripped up your paper but because you've left it on too long it always just makes you feel really dumb yeah <laughs> i've done that before. i did that recently oh, luckily it was an that. area you know it was far enough back it didn't yeah, damage didn't the artwork matter. because or maybe it's going to be framed out of the piece yeah even, you know? exactly so if aunt gertrude asks you what you want and uh, wants to see your list you're an artist i don't know what to get you tell her that you want a what is a prepaid uh gift card lisa yes is that what it's called prepaid gift card to 
Patreon. And so you can pick whatever artist you want to follow. For instance, Lisa is on Patreon. <laughs> Just put a plug in here a for you, Lisa. Self-promotion there. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I guess um, but, promotion. But it's such a good it's such a good deal. It's a low investment and a huge return. Lisa has you've got uh, how many hundreds of videos I'm guessing over a hundred yeah yeah so and and there's other artists out there as well and so there's this wealth of information out there where these artists have made these recordings and these videos available to patreon supporters and you know it it it's usually just several you know a few dollars a month and uh, there's so much information out there so if you're not sure where to get started or what you know what you want to do this is a good way to just kind of get started in learning a new medium so yeah and what that gift card will that. do it's not actually a patreon gift card it's just any gift card like the prepaid that has a visa logo on it you should be able to sign up for your patreon account with that as the credit card so if somebody oh, yeah. gave you 25 dollars, you could use that and if you signed up for an account or at a pledge tier that's four dollars a month that's going to last that 25 dollars will go a very long ways for you yeah. with having con- access to that patreon person so cool. that's where that gift card how you would use that next on the list we have the derwent drawing pencil set now I did not get this. I've been using the Derwent Drawing Chinese White for years. Any of you who have been watching me know I'm constantly saying Derwent Drawing Chinese White. It's a long, it's a mouthful. I really wish it had a shorter name. But it's such a nice opaque pencil, very creamy. It blends really, really well. Well, I recently got a full set from Derwent and... Oh, it is so worth the money. Well, okay, mine. I say it's worth the money. I didn't didn't give them money. But it's if I had to replace it, I would definitely put the money into that. It's such a nice set. It's a small set. There's not a ton of pencils in there. We've done a review on that here. We'll put yeah. a link to that review in the show notes. But it, the colors are beautiful. They're very, they tend to be very neutral. Wonderful for backgrounds. I was able to layer a background down so fast. I got such pretty results. Really, really happy with those pencils. And they're not very expensive. And they're all light fast. So that yeah. you can give someone an entire set for That's a, a whole lot of money. That's Those are really good pencils. I really love them. And if you go to the show notes page where we did record a podcast on the Derwent drawing pencils, I think we have... I've got a couple of pieces that I did quickly with with those pencils. They are very nice. It's so strange because, you know, I've been a colored pencil artist for several years and I they just weren't on my radar. I didn't really know much about them. And learn that they're all light fast. That was just an added bonus. They're so nice. Yeah, I, I think it's funny, and I felt really stupid because I'd been using the Derwent Drawing Chinese White for so long, yeah. and it just never crossed my mind to try the other pencils. And once I did, ones. it was like, oh my gosh, these are amazing! <laughs> right? And very, they tend to be one of the more inexpensive sets of pencils too, which is nice. And like I said, there's not a lot mm-hmm. in the set, but it's definitely on my must-have list. So a really yeah. great gift to give to somebody. And those good neutral colors like yes. that. I mean, that's, that's such yeah. A and good I don't use them by themselves. With. I use them with my other pencils, so I have more colors. But this is definitely a must-have. All right. So next, I've got the Asaro head. So if you're somebody who is interested in learning more about portraiture and, you know, it, it usually takes years to really become, you know, very, I don't want to say, you know, just proficient or masterful at at doing portraits, but I mean, it, it's a lifelong type of study is what I'm getting at. And, there's nothing as enjoyable, in my opinion, as learning how to do portraits, especially in colored pencil. There's just so much you can do, and the the amount of realism that you can get with doing portraits is just something that is it's it's incredible. So one prop and one mannequin in particular 
that I just cannot do without, and it's good for just practicing and learning more about this object, the head, the human head, is the planes of the head, the Asaro head is what it's called. But if you look up planesofthehead.com, we'll have it in the show notes. This guy, John Asaro, he created this, and it's used in some of the, the, the higher-end Talier schools. But, you know, you can buy one for your home and use this and just sketch from this mannequin and it is so nice learning all of these different angles of the face and they don't you know they don't change with you know with the the type of person that you're doing it you know whether it's a, a male or female and there's two different sides of this uh, this face so it fits any type of race or any kind of sex or origin it is a very generic type of mannequin because it just highlights where these planes are and it's things that you it's delicate in the sense that you know these are very subtle changes in shifts in the planes where the curvature and the contour lines of the head are but once you get these kind of down in your head and and with that muscle memory that you're building up over time by learning this head and by studying it and drawing it repeatedly in your sketchbooks it's just something that it becomes part of you and you know this object model so well. So just something I would recommend if you're serious about portraiture. Continuing on for anyone who is into por- drawing portraits with colored pencil, Aliona Nicholson came out with her new book this year, The Colored Pencil Painting Portraits Book. It is so good. There is so much amazing information in this book from actual technique with colored pencil and she does go over a lot with powder blender but even if you're not a powder blender or or someone who's working with powder blender there's still so so much useful information in this book you can get it both digitally or hard copy i have both because i like it that much amazing 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 book and then of course we have the colored pencil painting bible from aliona nicholson that one Mm -hmm. came out a while ago that is really a must-have if you don't have that one that's the first one to get and then again the new one if you if you're really into portraits this colored pencil painting portraits book by Aliona Nicholson is amazing. Absolutely. I highly recommend that if you're someone interested in portraits and especially doing portraits in colored pencil. And she goes over her techniques so well, and it is so in-depth. I think Lisa and I, we talked about this in the, uh, before in the past, even with just each other, I guess. Maybe I'm not sure if we discussed no, that part of it on have. the podcast. But yeah, I mean, it it's very dense. It's very thick in the in the sense of the information. And so it, I like it because it's a, a reference kind of book where you can sit there and just, you know, absorb something that maybe you haven't even thought about it in quite the way that Aliona is able to express it. So especially if you're somebody who is interested in doing portraits, this I feel like is just a must have. And it's not just a step-by-step book. That's the big thing. No, it's no, it is lessons. It's it like is. taking a full, you know, several semesters of art yeah, pl- it, uh, portrait yeah, classes it's, in it's a college. More, it it's, reads more like a college textbook kind of thing. Yeah, there's so much information to be applied to your whatever you're working on. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a beginner kind of book, but it, it is one that you... If you're interested at all, even if you are a beginner, this is something you want to invest in and absorb this and read it over time. Just be patient with yourself. Yeah, it's, it's one that I read several times, too. That's why I wanted yeah, it digitally, yeah. because I went through the copy initially, and then I want to be able to have that. On, it's always on my phone because of the Kindle app. So I'm able to just, I'm bored one day. Let's read another couple of pages and just kind of digest that information. All right. So next, I always use, instead of a brush or in lieu of a brush, I use 
uh, a rocket air blaster. Now, this is something that I've ad adapted from photography and camera professional photographers. Um, they use this for their lenses, and it just removes dust and debris. It's just a mechanical, not mechanical even, it's just a manual device. It, it's It's got this little bladder, and you squeeze it with your hand, and it expels the air out one end. It sucks it in through the other end, and... It clears off any debris from your paper. Instead of brushing anything and, and risking, you know, smearing something or something like that, it's Oh, I'm looking at this so now. Nice. I am so nice. ordering one tonight. Which size? It looks like there's a small and a large. Which one do you like? Uh, I got the, I've got the large. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it's I am pretty adding nice. that to the my cart. probably nice, too, I guess. This podcast is costing me a lot of money. I, <laughs> I just want you this, to know this that. This show, this, <laughs> this gift show usually costs me money, too. So next on the list, this one came, I got one last year, and then I got another one that came with my phone when I upgraded my phone this year, and I love the upgraded one. It's a 360-degree camera. I was surprised to find how inexpensive the, I just expected them to be really, really expensive, like real, you know, thousands of dollars. They're not, they're, you know, they range, well, the ones that I was looking at, anywhere between 100 to $200. And I've got one from Samsung. I think this is so useful for artists because it, if you're somebody who is going to be posting your work online, it gives you... It's a little bit more interesting to show people a photo, not just of the artwork, but of your workspace, your studio. I just think it, it's so much more interactive and a really fun thing to add to your list of things that you post online or different things. I know Facebook, the 360-degree videos work well with. This works for video and for photos. And then for videos, YouTube handles the 360-degree videos very well. Nice. Awesome. All right, so I've got a camera also that I just really, really love, and I have to recommend it to you. It's the Panasonic Lumix G7. I've got two of these guys, and this is what the, these are a couple of the cameras that I use to shoot my videos for the Sharpened Artist Academy. And these will shoot in 4K, so you might as well, you know, time proof your studio right now and upgrade to a 4K camera. It'll also shoot in 1080p, obviously, but it's so nice, and you can downscale that resolution whenever you're importing and using it in an editor for your final cut, but, and just, you know, record in 4K, downscale to 1080p. But what I wanted to say about these, they're so nice with video and you can, there's so many different attachments and different options. You can uh, download the, the Panasonic app, which is really nice and get the, you know, use your nice big phone to get a complete lock on the focus and make sure you've got a good focus on your project. Uh, it's nice to do that on your phone rather than using the LCD. Although the LCD is really, really good, and it's a very high-res LCD on, on these cameras, and it has a fully articulating arm, which is really nice, especially for like a YouTube video or something like that, but because you can see exactly what you know is being filmed. If you're you know, filming yourself talking, then you're able to articulate that arm, that screen over, and you can see yourself in the screen. And they're very inexpensive for what you're getting. It's a micro four-thirds camera. Camera, and you can usually pick it up for about 500 bucks. So it's such a good camera. I'd recommend that to, to, uh, to you if you're looking for a camera. Really nice one. All right, so maybe you have something that you would like to add to this list. And, you know, we really didn't even talk about stocking stuffers too much, but we kind of threw some in along the way. But there's a lot of things you could do in that regard. 
And if you want to sound off in the comments of the show notes, go ahead and head over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast and tell us you know what we missed there or what you're excited about. And we'd love to hear that. You can always reach out to us through email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Lisa is at Lockree on Twitter. I'm at Sharpened Artist. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.